Brothers and sisters, it is a joy, a pleasure, it's a great joy to be with you on this day. We are anticipating tomorrow the celebration in many dioceses throughout the country and the United States and the world, the ascension of our Lord into heaven. Now in some dioceses, like right here in Springfield and in Massachusetts, we celebrated Ascension on Thursday, Ascension Thursday, which is typical and historical in the church. We celebrate the Ascension on Thursday normally. Most dioceses are celebrating it on, sun, on Sunday. And that, the Ascension as well, is in anticipation of Pentecost. After the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, we have been anticipating the outpouring of His Holy Spirit. Now our Lord came to us as one of us, to unite himself intimately with us, in communion with us, to reveal to us nothing short of the Father himself, that is, nothing short of love. And we hear in the last verse, the church in her wisdom has guided us in the gospel readings into the gospel of John and our anticipation throughout this whole entire Pentecostal, the Pentecost anticipation of the Holy Spirit being poured out. After Jesus' resurrection, we've been meditating and praying since Easter on the gospel of John. And we know that he is the beloved disciple, the beloved apostle who loved Jesus, whose heart was full of love for Jesus and whom Jesus loved dearly. There was a love relationship there. He saw something in Jesus. He saw the revelation. He experienced Jesus intimately in his heart. And we see that throughout the whole entire gospel, especially from chapters 13 through 17. And next week, the church is going to point us to the high priestly prayer of Jesus in John 17, his last prayer to the Father when he's consecrating himself to the Father and praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. And we here in the end of the gospel today, Jesus says, I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. So Jesus comes, it's the, St. Thomas Aquinas would talk about the great exitus, the great exit from God in Jesus, the second person of the Trinity in his incarnation. In the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, she who is the Ark of the Covenant, she who is the one who was longing for the Messiah to come, the great exodus of the Spirit of God overshadowing her and pouring out his love into the tabernacle, the true tabernacle of God and her receptive heart longing for God so much so that the second person of the Trinity became flesh word amongst amongst us who is like us in all things but sin who dwelt amongst us who walked with us and became one with us and showed us the way the truth and the life to the father himself into the holy trinity and he receives his baptism right and what happens the skies are opened the heavens are open and what takes place the holy spirit descends upon him the Holy Spirit comes upon his human nature and fills him. And what happens next? The Father speaks. 
he reveals, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And what does the beloved son do then? Immediately goes and does miracles and heals, right? No. He's driven by the spirit, the very spirit he's received out into the desert to be tempted, to be offered the whole entire world and all of its goods that it has to offer. But this is flesh filled. This is the flesh that was incarnated by the spirit of God and who is one already with the father. And he denies all the temptations. Then he comes back and proclaims in the synagogue in Luke 4, the spirit of God is upon me. Today, these words are filled from the prophet Isaiah. I have come to heal the sick, that the deaf may hear, that the lame may walk, that you too may experience an encounter, have an encounter with the living God. And for three years, he ministers to the apostles and he heals. And the apostles who are the sent ones go out and they do the works that Jesus does. But they still have not been given the fullness of spirit. And that Jesus is talking to them in the gospel of John. And they're puzzled. They're perplexed. You're going away. What are you talking about? You're going to build mansions for us? What, what's all of this mean? And Jesus said, you're, you're sad right now but your sadness will be turned into what? Joy. And what is joy? Joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to know if the Spirit of God is in you and in others around you? Do you want to know how you can see the living God and the Spirit of God in your brothers and sisters that we receive in our baptism? You will see joy. That doesn't mean life will be easy. That doesn't mean you will still won't, that you won't experience death and some sadness and difficulties and trials. But even in that, the spirit of God will give joy. So Jesus, in his agony, was Jesus joyful when he was sacrificed upon the cross and giving his spirit to the father and going through all of his passion and his agony? Was there joy in the heart of Jesus? Well, what does his name mean? Savior or Emmanuel, God with us, God among us. He is the living God among us and God with us who is our Savior, Jesus. His joy is present and full in the Holy Spirit in him while he's on the cross because he's accomplishing the mission for which he came. And that is to give you life and that you might have it to the full that his joy might be in you and that your joy may be full, that you may be joy full, full of joy. And Jesus perfects us. The heavens are open to us afterwards when Longinus with the spear pierces into his side, the Holy of Holies and penetrates the sanctuary of his heart. The inner sanct, the true tabernacle, the true holy of holies, his heart. Destroy this temple and I will raise it up again in three days. If the temple had the holy of holies in the inner sanctuary, how much more is the heart of Jesus who is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit? The inner sanctuary, the holy tabernacle, the indwelling of the Lord God himself. And his side is open and blood and water burst forth for you 
and for me. And it said that Longitis had some blindness that he could hardly see. And when the blood and water, and we see this in the Passion of the Christ so vividly, when it comes upon him and splashes all over him, he received his sight. And how does he respond? Truly, truly, this was the Son of God. And Jesus is resurrected after three days and appears to his apostles, and he, st he stays with them and spends time with them. And they see him, they witness to him. Thomas puts his hands in the nail marks, my Lord and my God. But they still don't understand entirely, right? They still don't fully understand. Their hearts are still sad because they have not yet received what? The Holy Spirit of God, who will reveal to them all things. And in the Spirit of God himself, they will be able to ask the Father in the name of Jesus, Jesus, Savior God amongst us, in his name and whatever you ask, I will give to you. And what should we be asking for, brothers and sisters? What should we ask for? Well, many saints, brilliant saints, Aquinas would be one of them. Aquinas writes the Summa Theologica, and we know that that's an incredibly brilliant work, volumes and volumes, and we can't even hardly comprehend what's in it. And at the end, he gets done writing it, and he says, it's all straw. Why is it all straw? because he's having such a deep encounter with the living God and the Holy Spirit living in him that he can't possibly capture or write the profundity of the depths and the love and the glory and the splendor of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it all seems to be straw. So what do many saints ask for? Once they have this oneness, this transformation, once we are transformed in the living God, what do we ask for? What should we ask for in the name of Jesus? His Holy Spirit, more of him. We want him and him alone. That's what we long for. We long for the living God. And he gives him himself. He goes to the Father so that he will send the paraclete amongst us. And that's what we are living in anticipation for in the church right now in these days. Yes, liturgically this next week, and you're going to see the John 17 passages coming out next week. But we're longing for the Holy Spirit right now in our world now. We are desperate for the Spirit of God to be amongst us and live with us. And we have an advocate who is with us, the Holy Spirit. And we have the one who has been fully graced, our Blessed Mother. Jesus' final prayer in John 17, and it's the last verse, 1726, said, Father, I have made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love which with, with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Jesus desires nothing less than for his very own divine life himself, the living unlimited God, to live and dwell in us. And when he does, you know what we have? Joy. We have joy. 
we have joy and we were joy filled. And we have our model, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who shows us the way and what happens when she goes out and visits Elizabeth and Elizabeth recognizes her as the mother of my savior, the mother of my God. Who am I? I'm not worthy that you should come to visit me. And what does the Blessed Virgin say? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices, rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. She's filled with joy, the joy of the living God. She's full of the Holy Spirit. What she is, we are to become. What's been done in the Blessed Virgin Mary in perfection from the moment of her conception, that's why she is our model and our mother. And I think it's very interesting. Father Anthony came into the sacristy before Mass, and he said, Deacon, what do you plan on preaching on, and what Mass should we do? Because there's different options for Masses that you could celebrate. And he said, you know, I was really thinking that maybe we should celebrate the, the Mass, the vote of Mass, using the ecology, and you'll hear the prayer text out of the Mass today, on Our Lady of the Senticle, the Senticle. Our Lady of the Upper Room in Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit is poured out. Now, that's God's providence. In the Holy Spirit, prompting Father Anthony, also feeding into the homily that I was planning on delivering because I knew that I was going to refer back to the Magnificat, to the one who proclaims the greatness of the Lord on this Saturday. And as a Marian of the Immaculate Conception, I have to talk about her on a Saturday, especially in anticipation of Pentecost. And what does she want for us? And various apparition sites, Medjugorje, one of them, she said, if you knew how much I loved you, how much I love you, you would cry for joy. Brothers and sisters, are you crying for joy? Cry for joy. If you, do you have tears of joy? Because it's a sign of the Holy Spirit. So what we need to pray is the prayer that the Blessed Virgin prays and the prayer that she prayed before the incarnation. Come, Spirit of God. I, I desire you, Lord God. Our spirit should be crying out, Abba, Father, I desire you. Ask what you will in my name and I will give it to you. Jesus, I ask in your name, I want your Holy Spirit. I don't want my spirit. I don't want the spirit of Jason Lewis. It's very defective and deformed. I want your spirit to come to transform me, to transform and re recreate and renew the world. So that's our prayer, brothers and sisters. We're going to pray a novena prayer that we've been praying for Pentecost Sunday. And we, we, we beg the Lord God, the Father God, to pour out his Holy Spirit on us, to renew us and to renew the face of the world. And we ask this through our sweet mother who loves us. If we knew how much she loves us, we would cry with joy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.